everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's Taurus Tech Talk. For myself and Corey Church, we appreciate you uh, logging in or tuning in to us. Um, today we have a couple of gentlemen from Almo Pro AV. Um, so Mr. Fernando Leclet and Mr. Steve Stacy, Guys, how you doing? Excellent. Welcome. Excellent. Thanks for having us. We definitely do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. This, so this is our first podcast over uh, Microsoft Teams. So Corey and I got together and said, you know, hey, um, we haven't got to do a show in a little bit because of the pandemic and thought maybe this would be the best way for us to make that happen. And, and um, Fernando and Steve were kind enough to join us. And it looks like you guys are from home. Steve, where are you, uh, where are you located in the world? I'm uh, from Kent, Ohio. Right Kent, Ohio. Okay. What's it like in Kent, Ohio right now? What's the weather like? It is, it is full on summer. It's balmy and uh, a nice 78 degrees today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a total brag, just so you know, because th I think it's approaching the high 90s right here in Texas with just about as much humidity as you can handle. The humidity has been tapering off the last week, but uh, it's it's consistently in the 90s so far for the last, what, three weeks, two and a half weeks? Yeah, summer's, summer is soon arriving. It feels like August weather, but, uh, you know, it is, it's it's our weather. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it gets to be this hot, it gets to be a lot less fun to do things outside. Um so hopefully all of our viewers are starting to get to enjoy some pool action, maybe going to plan their summer vacations. Um, so, Steve, why don't you give us a little bit of information, a little bit of background on Almo Pro AV and, and exactly what your company provides to Taurus? Sure, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, Almo Pro AV, we've been a division of Almo Corporation, uh, which has been around for 74 years. Our division is actually the newest we've been on the grow for the past 11. So the sales staff, uh, we were formed 11 years ago by some industry veterans. Uh, we're led by Sam Taylor. All of us have worked with him for quite some time. I think the average tenure uh, is about 10 years. So nice. the business has only been around 11. So um, wow. pretty much, pretty much we're like about Yeah, you guys got some lifers too, I understand. Oh yeah. And Robert, what are you here, 14? Yeah, I'll be uh, 15 in September, so pretty pretty stoked about that. When you work for great people, it's a pretty easy decision. Sure makes yeah. it easy. I'll be 13 in, uh, in September as well. Yeah, that's all your life, Corey. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was nice. born in 05, and I started with Taurus in 07. So. He could, nice. he could pass for 22. I mean, he looks young. He doesn't have a single gray hair on him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're I, just, all I don't have the camera zoomed in close enough for you to see them all. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but I'm all, I mean, we're a value-add distributor, so it's a lot more than just, you know, brown boxes filled with the latest display technology. Um, we pretty much represent all the major lines, uh, and our sole focus is on the integration community. So that's the only customer base uh, that our division serves. Uh, one of the things we do better than a lot of distributors and different than a lot of distributors is we um, supplement uh, any of the labor needs, programming needs, design assist. We even get down in the weeds with content creation. So for the past decade, we've pretty much spent one year figuring out, you know, each year figuring out how to better align the resources we have with those of the integration community. 
and it's been it's been an awesome ride uh, for the past 11 years. And I have to say, you know, the alignment between Taurus and Almo is fantastic as well at all levels. Yeah, well, you guys have, the partnership. you guys have helped us with some integration stuff as well uh, here and there as we've run short on some manpower. You guys have filled in some blanks for us to help populate some of our teams. And I, I think I think a lot of people don't know that about Almo. They think uh, Almo is a big box uh, seller, but you guys definitely go above and beyond. And Fernando's always trying to help me out there. Yeah, and we're constantly fortifying our footprint uh, nationally as well, and uh, we we bring in quite a few more resources. And now with the I guess the change in in uh, businesses uh, and with uh, the pandemic, it kind of opened up a little bit. So we're constantly it's constantly evolving, but uh, we're we're always looking to add to those resources, those being installation resources and other services as well. As you said, uh, like Steve added content creation. Uh, we, we definitely have a, a great team there. We purchased um, uh, a content creation firm with, that's run by Jim Nista, who is a absolute pro uh, on that end. Uh, and uh, he is, uh, you know, you can see his content work up on uh, on uh, Times Square. So he does all really? projects, uh, all sorts. So, so, yeah, we are definitely full service and it's done right all the way throughout. Uh, and, you know, same thing with uh, programming. And now we have new engineering uh, 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 on our end and um, uh, various other things besides, like C says, the, the box sales. We definitely want to give our integrator partners as much information and as much arsenal as possible to help them out uh, in, on their end. So it's, it, it's something that uh, I'm glad you brought up. It, it is a lot more than just selling a box here and there. It's, it's, it's definitely a full service, uh, not only with services and in uh, the hardware, uh, but also, we, as you know, we take great pride in, in being true partners. I think uh, it's it is a, definitely a family, and I, I work for you guys. I sometimes feel like I'm I'm, I'm in your office, and I, I could be part of a, part of the team. And I, I think that just goes back to just simple sales one on one. But um, I think our um, our philosophies and our culture mirror each other between Alamo and Taurus, and I think that's what's kept us going for so long i've been i've been calling on you guys for six years so time is flying by and thank god i don't have a goatee because it's all gray here but uh <laughs> it's uh it's definitely an appreciated partnership and uh and i, I think we uh, we are definitely take a lot of pride in being a full service distribution company very good well steve we kind of stole your your thunder there you want to finish what you were saying yes hey you get a salesperson involved we're going to keep this real <laughs> well, that's the problem. You, you and I, you and I will end up probably being quiet, and these two are going to end up chatting back and forth. Salespeople like to take over the room, right? <laughs> yeah, Fernando. I mean, he he is the value part of our value proposition. You guys work great together. We partner together, not just on the commodities, but on on the labor portion. We've all got skin in the game when it comes to a job going right, you know, or potentially going wrong. We, we're all in it together. So uh, he he said it very succinctly. Well, I know, I know for Fernando loves it and the pro services team loves it. When I call on a Thursday, I'm like, I need five people on Monday at eight. What can you do? Everybody <laughs> I'm, loves sure under, I'm sure under their breath, they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> That's fine. I get it. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, hey, it's we understand. We're all kind of in the in the same boat uh, on that end, and we know when jobs come up, and that's why we have those resources. We we do the best we can with uh, uh, with the request, and uh, that's why we try to kind of augment as many resources as possible. So yeah, uh, we're here to help, and we're kind of in this together here. So Steve, tell us a little bit about your role with Almo. Um, well, when we started back in, uh, I won't give you the whole spiel, but when we started in 2009, we put it together uh, with a handful of folks, and I was actually vice president of the West Coast. So that's a tough role for a guy from Ohio, by the way. <laughs> uh, so in 2009, we were coming out of a bad economy, and uh, we put together an amazing team out of the remnants of a prior company. And uh, we joined up with the Shakens, who own Animal Corporation, and it's been awesome. So we grew organically, and we also did one acquisition. So as a result of those, those two things, organic growth and the acquisition, we redrew the map. They said, hey, let's give Steve the, the central part of the U.S. So I'm vice president of sales for the central U.S., which is pretty much the Dakotas, all the way down to Texas, where all that humidity lives. The best part of your territory. It is my, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> so, Fernando, tell us about your role with Alno. Uh, my role is uh, I'm kind of the senior sales account manager. I've been here for six years, um, and I cover uh, Texas is 98% of everything I cover. I've got a I've got an account uh, in Arkansas, but for the most part, fortunately, Texas is my territory. The majority is uh, is Dallas, uh, but I do have Houston, San Antonio, and Austin, uh, and uh, very strategic partners on that end. So uh, I, um, I definitely enjoy this territory. I enjoy hopping in the car and going to see customers. Now we've had to kind of taper that off, but uh, that's my role. And really the role is, and as you know, it's as a salesperson, you, you kind of go through the whole process. It's not just, hey, sold, invoice, done. Uh, we are true partners in everything we do. Uh, primary job is we got to start off getting you know, we're a distribution company, getting all the stuff from point A to point B on a timely manner because we're all kind of working on schedules uh, on that end. And uh, I know I work very well with uh, with you guys, Robert. Uh, you and I are working on various projects and, and we are constantly communicating uh, about um, staging certain products, quantities, and uh, getting prepared for your installation. So I like to work hand in hand almost on all aspects of the projects. The more information I know, the more I help. And uh, you guys uh, invite us in like we're part of the staff. So uh, that's, I like to treat that way all throughout. I've, I've come, um, I've been with Almo for um, for six years. And before then I did uh, uh, radio advertising for 16 years, which is a different animal, but uh, believe it or not. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Well, I wasn't on the radio or anything. I was in the sales portion. So I was I was selling air, hot air, if you will, <laughs> uh, on that end. So it is a different animal, but it's also a lot in the same. I mean, uh, there are some simple uh, sales 101 aspects. I mean, it is about customer service. Every sale has your name on it. And uh, it is uh, uh, being timely, punctual, answering questions and being part of the whole process, which taught me a lot. And when I was fortunate enough to uh, join Almo, I took a lot of those things. I learned uh, uh, Pro AV and I learned the distribution game and applied what I already had. And uh, it's it's definitely paid off. I, I cherish all my partnerships that I have uh, with all my uh, integrator partners and it's it's worked out well. So I'm, I'm pretty excited, pretty happy. And we 
we are a full service company and we've got the, some some great lines so it's it's positioned well i am i am very blessed so tell me um tell me fernando since the pandemic and i'll i'll tell you a little bit about my situation before you have to share since the pandemic i mean i have three young girls corey's got two young uh, children and i can tell you it's it's easy since the pandemic to order out so i want to know oh and yeah don't try, to, don't try to kid us i want to know where you've ordered from the most it's not a plug necessarily for a restaurant but it'll probably come out that way uh no and and you're right there are you get people that are cooking in all the time uh, that that's really mostly sometimes on the weekend but i am ordering quite a bit and, and doing pickup um uh and i've got two places uh one of them is um is um, called uh, Don Don Poke, and they, they they have these unbelievable poke bowls and sushi. Okay. Uh, and it, yeah, it, it's good. And in this day and age, when uh, you know, as you were talking about the uh, quarantine fifteen, I'm trying to because I was I was eating whatever was in front of me that was convenient. So I tried to get in that role and really support also the local businesses. And the other one I've been ordering a lot, which uh, this is going to be a shameless plug, but my brother-in-law owns two restaurants called Tricky Fish. Um, one of them is in uh, Richardson, um, uh, down by the State Farm uh, World Headquarters, and I order a lot uh, from him and try to support uh, him. It is a uh, seafood sandwich and nice exotic uh, uh, drink emporium, if you will. Nice. And uh, the beauty of uh, a lot of these places is uh, they not only do you get the food to pick up or to go or deliver, uh, they uh, uh, same thing with the alcohol portion. So if you need a uh, a jug of margaritas, it's it's nice and convenient. <laughs> so are they doing that in in Ohio, Steve? Are they they sending you home with jugs of margaritas and 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 six packs of beer with every order, like they do in Texas? It, it's been known to happen. Yeah, the Mexican places <laughs> locally definitely have uh, have plenty of takeout, and margaritas are an option. And I have actually done that. Uh, they put it into a, a plastic container for my wife. She wanted a frozen margarita with the Mexican food, so I hooked her up. But our, our favorite place is uh, right next to Kent State. It's a Japanese place. They got sushi, hibachi. It's called Toko. So my youngest discovered the joy of uh, fried rice recently while we've been at okay. home for two That's awesome, yeah. man. The, uh, I think for us, we've experienced a a pizza place called Pazzo, and it's a wood-fired pizza and salads. And I think that that's probably dominated our order menu. As a matter of fact, I feel like every time we pull up the, an app like Uber Eats, I, I feel like it's just throwing it in my face. Like, would you like to just order here again? Just press this simple button. Yeah, same order, <laughs> same order again, or same order again. No problem. What about you, Corey? Uh, we've... We've had a variety of stuff, but I think the place that we've ordered from the most is uh, a Mexican food place here in McKinney. And they do half gallon and gallon margaritas and then give you a bottle of liquor on the side. <laughs> so it's it's literally a gallon, like like a milk jug, but full of margarita. But funny thing about that is we've ordered from there I don't know, half dozen times. And it's always fajitas with all the fixings and margaritas. And I went up there. It was Cinco de Mayo. We went up there and we, we, we placed a pretty decent sized order with a bunch of margaritas. And I pull up and like, oh, we don't have your order. 
And I, I placed this order like four hours in advance because it was May 5th. I pull up there. We don't have your order. Like, what do you mean? We waited like four hours for this food. Like, you, you got to help me out here. And so they figure it out. They make our food. They were great. And as he's bringing the food out, he brings out another gallon of margaritas. And he's like, really sorry about that. Here's two gallons of liquor. <laughs> I hope you have a great day. <laughs> That's awesome. You're like calling all your friends over. Hey, you guys got to come over. Yeah, like, uh, we're out of food, but come drink some margarita, please. It was <laughs> so good. It was uh, worth the it was worth the mild annoyance, and they made it right. They t- they took care of it, but it was uh, that that was funny. But we probably ordered there from there the most. Yeah, it has been. I have a special place in my heart for the service industry. It has been interesting to see the impact to that area and, and a lot of other businesses. And and uh, my hope is, and I know we're starting to see it here in Texas. Businesses are opening back up. People are coming back to work, which is going to kind of segue into our next content session. Um, that I think that a lot of these restaurant industries um, and chains around, hopefully you'll start to see a little bit more business impact and boom in that market because I know a lot of them could certainly use it. So I think it sounds like we all try to do our best to support the local businesses um, when the, with, with the restaurant industry anyways. Well, I know, Robert, you were a, a, a bartender before you, you got to Taurus, so that probably is uh, near and dear to your heart. I. I never worked on the service side of food. I always worked in the back. That's where they, they, they keep people like me. <laughs> yeah, I like to say, and this is going to sound like another plug, but I like to say that essentially Chili's, the restaurant Chili's, is responsible for my entire adult career and personal life. <laughs> uh, I met my wife at Chili's. I I met the owners of Taurus Technologies at Chili's, and the rest is kind of, as they say, history. So, Wow. Nice. Um, so let's jump right into it. Um, I'd like to direct this one to you, Steve. We, we've seen obviously a lot of changes since March when, when COVID hit the United States and, and a lot of those changes can be difficult, they can be stressful, and some of them can be for the better. And so I just want to know, in your opinion, how COVID has is, is affected Almo, if at all, um, and what that looks like, and then maybe your thoughts on what you see going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think initially, you know, right at the beginning, uh, the first thing we noticed were just things were getting just pushed, um, kind of kicking the can down the road. Um, the integration customers, you know, nothing was canceled initially. We just want to push this a little farther out into the next month and the next two months or indefinitely, but we'll get to it. So less cancellations and more just pushing it down the road. Uh, it was probably 30, 45 days into the spring, and uh, you know some of the customers realized uh, on the education side, the kids are at home, we can get access to the buildings, we might be able to go ahead and do this project and pull it forward. So interestingly enough, you know that 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 education sector kind of is still busy. Um, so one of the things we did, as we noticed, people were kind of scrambling, a little panicked. We reassured them, you know, one, we've got inventory, two, we went to our vendor partners, uh, and that is, you know, the, the big guys, the, the Samsung, the NECs, and Panasonic, and we formed kind of a financial relief alliance. And uh, this enabled us to offer extended terms. Hey, we're going through this together. Let's get you the product, but let's push it out 60 days. Let's push it out even farther if we need to. Um, and the nice thing, um, 
as we got into it and we started partnering with folks and kind of sharing the pain, we noticed that uh, our stock position was solid enough that we could hold on to inventory. I mean, even recently uh, down in the Texas warehouse, we staged stuff uh, for a customer that wasn't even ours. You know, they're like, hey, this extra on, all this stuff has to go together. We just put it in your warehouse because we don't have a space. So we've been finding ways to partner uh, that's really got us through uh, the tough times. But I think um, the markets that have kind of weathered the storm really have been uh, the education and the healthcare sectors. And we've just been weathering that with the resellers uh, the whole way. I think that's yeah. great, man. I absolutely love hearing the stories of people bonding together, and, you know, in our industry and in the professional audiovisual industry, that's one thing. I mean, we have times where we're competing against people and, and distributors are competing against another. So it's really, really cool to hear that you can make this this alliance and say, hey, this is for the better of the business and for the better of, of everybody that's involved. So I think that's that's just absolutely fantastic. That's cool to hear. Yeah. Um, well, it's the product. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Corey. I was just going to say it's it's it's. Uh, I agree with Robert. It's good to hear, and really, it it, it solidifies Roberts and I, uh, Robert and I's uh, decisions as it relates to partnering with specific vendors. We want to be partnered with uh, vendors who are real people and understand, you know real situations and, and do what they can to, to help out. And, you know, in some cases they can, some cases they can't. And, and you know, Taurus does the same thing. So again, we try to choose vendors and manufacturers who have uh, aligned goals, much like Almo and Taurus. Yeah. You guys have been genuine throughout this whole thing, I'm, I'm happy to say. You know, the, so, the product uh, perspective has changed too. Um, we went from selling the core products, you know, video walls, th those things kind of got shelved and it shifted toward, well, we just need some small bundles. We need, hey, we got to work from home. You know, we've seen camera sales go through the roof for small form factor. I mean, literally, we've brought in tens of thousands of small form factor cameras and we partnered with folks like Hudley and it's just gone through the roof. Uh, hard to keep them on the shelf. Uh, the audio portions, the uptick as well, because you guys know working from home and I've worked from home for 27 years that you get fatigued when the audio is bad. So we've seen products like the Yamaha, the UC line just take off because people, they want good audio, they want a clean mic, they want good, you know, sound. I mean, guys, I got great cool. sound. You probably heard my dog in the background, right? <laughs> yeah. We did hear well, the that's dog. What it was the a nice added feature. <laughs> Yeah. That's what the people probably listening haven't haven't figured out or don't know yet is those are the products we're using to have this call. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, normally we would be in our, our studio at the office, but in this case, we're still able to use professional, you know, equipment from a professional manufacturer that's designed to be packed up and taken with you. And that's, you know, I know that's what I have here and that's what Robert has at his desk. Yeah. Um, so Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so today we're using um, the guys were kind enough, um, Fernando and Steve, to send us a Hudley Go and a YBC 200. And that's what you're hearing and seeing us all on today. Uh, fantastic clarity. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's one of the biggest pros, I think, to what's been going on over the last three months is 
a pro for me is that now people are getting more engaged on web conferencing or video conferencing and they're they're realizing that they do need to have better video and audio quality to promote that engagement and increase productivity as as best they can now that they can't physically be in front of somebody. So, so Fernando, tell us about a, a pro because, you know, there's so many cons in the world right now, um, especially around the pandemic. So I'd like to hear, Fernando, uh, about a pro that you've experienced since the pandemic started. Well, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's always two sides to, to the uh, coin there. So there's there's the doom and gloom of aspect of it. But there's also uh, the good side, and I'll, I'll start, start, I guess, more of a general, not uh, so much business, but it's, it's, it's kind of allowed us to take a step back and, I guess, uh, smell the roses, if you will. It's funny, I look out my window, and I work from home as well, and I look out my window, and in the past couple of months, all of a sudden you see families walking, kids on their bikes, everybody's outside enjoying it. It, it reminds you of kind of when you were growing up as a kid. And uh, that that wasn't happening for a while. I mean, we were so set on, hey, we got to put in our 10 hours a day and we got to do as many transactions as possible. And it is it, it, it is, uh, you know, it is it is very, uh, very much a, a, a high speed game. And we still work at a high speed game, but you got to kind of take a step back and look at the big picture. So. Uh, that's more of a personal level that I really enjoyed. It's, it's like, God, this is nice. I go out and uh, I've gotten into riding bikes now. So you see a lot of people out there, out in the park, people just grabbing their lawn chairs underneath a tree and just hanging out at the park. So it's, it's, it's different. It's cool. It's unique. And uh, I, think, uh, I think that came out of, uh, of uh, us taking a step back on the real life because time goes by way too quick when you do that. And uh, that's on a personal level, on a business level, it's, it's, and I tried to do this before the COVID and we all try to live by this philosophy, but it's, it's allowed us to also become very much personal with our, our, our work partners and our family, uh, families, uh, we consider each other, I, I consider my partners families, I mean, we, we spend a lot of time together, almost as much as we do with our families. So we, we partner up together. Hey, what can we do? How's your business doing? Or how are you doing personally? Uh, all of a sudden, you're asking those type of questions. And we really partner up. What can we do to help and vice versa? It is a uh, it becomes a very much a, a two way street as opposed to, hey, can you uh, cut five dollars off this? Or I saw it on the Internet, uh, three dollars cheaper. It is it is a true partnership. And I've, I've noticed that uh, people, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in in people and the human race. And, and I think we're all, for the most part, inherently good. And, and it's allowed us to kind of take a look at each other. And it's, it's, it's been nice. It's, it's been very, very cool. That's a good point. I, I noticed, I, I agree with you, man. I, working from home, uh, Corey and I both have what I would think is some pretty stringent work hours, some, some pretty long days. And, and we spend a lot of our time in vehicles going from this to that, or, from home to work and that added time that we're getting back with our families is, I mean, totally on a personal note, but it's just, it's awesome. You get to spend time with your kids, get to see them when you normally wouldn't. Uh, I know my wife has uh, been thankful for, for me being at home, not only helping them when they were still in school doing some schoolwork, but now all of a sudden I'm able to get all these little things that uh, she's been asking for done hung a new fan, I fixed the toilet, I 
put the patio up outside. So that's, that's been a pro for me. What about you, uh, Steve? How are things in, in Ohio? Do you see a lot of people out and about and exercising and spending a lot more family time too? Yeah, I, Governor DeWine was he was quick to shut it down, but he was also quick to open it back up. So it's been a little, probably a little less uh, impactful here than it has on either coast. But I mean, some of the pros, um, just from a professional standpoint too, I, I, I noticed we're, we're you know lucky enough to have a company that's willing to pivot. So if you asked me back in January, hey, you guys, you, you're going to be selling fogging kits and you're going to be selling temperature check stations, integrated kiosks, with, I would have said, yeah, okay, yeah, we're in the AV business, right? Yes, Steve's like, we're, we're not interested in that. <laughs> yeah, and, boy, we're, here we are at the, you know, the shift at the end of the pandemic, and sure enough, those things are what we have on the shelf and, you know, what we're, what we're moving out the door. Um, working at home, that's nothing new for me. You know, the, the dog, the wife, the kids. Um, it's been nice to get to know, uh, since I'm not traveling for the first time in 27 years, it's been nice to get uh, a little closer with my community. Um, that's That's been a bonus for me. Uh, friends I've had since high school that I actually get together with, you know, once a week, obviously within six feet of each other, a little social distancing going on, but uh, sure. those relationships. It's funny too, the, the phone calls I've had during the pandemic, uh, folks from out West and back in New York, just industry folks that are used to seeing me for the past 27 consecutive years at Infocom, we call each other. It's like, hey man, we're not doing Infocom this year. How are you doing with all this? So the relationships more than anything has been a tremendous personal pro. Gotcha, that's awesome. Um, you know, Fernando, you mentioned earlier about bicycles. Did you happen to hear that for a number of weeks, North Texas, all of the bicycle shops were completely sold out of every shape or size of bicycle? The entire Metroplex was devoid of bicycles. And if you went online to look for like used bicycles, the prices were crazy. Uh, my wife and I already had bicycles that we bought when we moved into into the house we're in now. So we didn't need to go bicycle shopping, but uh, I, I was shocked to see that they're sold out, like Walmart, oh. uh, Richardson Bike Mart, uh, all those places completely sold out. I don't know if they still are, but. Uh, uh, they, they kind of are. Uh, it, it, it's funny, I had this conversation with my brother yesterday because the bike I have is 15 years old and it's been hanging in my garage collecting dust until the pandemic. I said, you know what? I can't go to the gym. Let's go take that thing down. And then I really started enjoying get to get into it. So, you know what? Maybe I should buy a, a nicer bike, something that I'm going to use. And I ran <laughs> into exactly what you said. Uh, I can't find I can't find a new or used bike anywhere. And uh, and it's it's tough. So I'm I'm going with my bike. It still rolls and it works just fine. But but yeah, there is a, there's definitely high demand for uh, for bicycles around here and probably everywhere else. One of my one of our coworkers, uh, Brian Rainey, he rides his bike quite a bit, but he always takes it to the same place at the beginning of every season and has it serviced. Because he rides quite a bit. He's riding two or three miles a day. I say quite a bit. He's not a road biker, right? He's not one of those guys. Right. But he's riding two or three miles a day, four or five days a week. And so he takes it and he has new tires put on it, has a chain serviced, has all that stuff. So... He runs it up there, and he's used to just running it up to the bike shop and dropping it off and picking it up a couple of days later. 
and he's having a conversation with the guy and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you can drop it off. Uh, you're like number 173 as far as bike service. He goes, I'll have it done in probably six weeks. Oh man. And Brad was like, no, that's fine. I'll take it home and, and, and I'll make, I'll make do. He's like, I couldn't believe it. Six weeks. He's normally it's two or three days to have my bike service. So, uh, that's, uh, that's encouraging. I mean, I, I can't say that I've ridden my bike any more than normal, which is almost none, but it's, it's glad I'm glad to see a lot of people, you know, have gone out and spent some money on, on some bicycles. I'll share a, another pro and a con. So <laughs> pro is that like, like bicycles, like getting out and exercising, spending more family time, a little bit less travel. Um, trying to make sure that the kids are entertained other than maybe getting in front of a screen, you know, that, that no TV, no iPads, no phones. So I'm, my wife and I were probably doing the same thing that a lot of parents were doing is trying to find ways that we were entertained as kids, which would be like puzzles. Um, so we, so we, we had a couple of puzzles that probably hadn't been open for years. And that was another thing you couldn't find anywhere on the internet was, Hey, I just want a 500 piece puzzle for the kids can't find it anywhere. So finally found a couple for some neighbors and I got so addicted to puzzles. I mean, I stayed up until like 2 a.m. one morning just because I had to finish this puzzle. So that was, that was like a kind of one pro and one con. And I can tell you the other thing that you shouldn't do when you have kids my age and hopefully Corey, Corey's kids are a little bit younger. So I'm, this is more of a, a, a point for him. Do not bring Monopoly out. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's 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 not a game you play with people you like. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's I guess not. Maybe this would help with uh, my my eldest is ten. You know, she's obviously very good at math now, but maybe it starts to help my six year old with some math. You know, make her the banker. And here we've got like a monopoly game that's been going on for three days, and that's all they want to do. They'll come knock on the door. I'll be in a video meeting. Hey, Dad, it's your turn. <laughs> So so, I guess I thought it was going to be a pro, but it definitely turned into a con. Who's, who's flipped the board? Who flipped the board first? Oh, Grace did. My yeah, I see. Yeah, your, your eldest. <laughs> now, my, my kids aren't old enough to play Monopoly yet, but I think Laurel and I, my wife and I, played Monopoly like one time. We've been together 12 years, 13 years, something like that. Uh, and... I don't, it's been a long time ago. I don't remember exactly how it ended, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure it went well. I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, you had, you had mentioned a little earlier about some of the products that, uh, that your business really shifted and concentrated on like the Hudley Go, like the YVC that we're using today. Um, what, what is some of the feedback or maybe some pointers that you can offer to the people that are watching the cast that they should probably think about when it comes to all of these additional web conference and video conference meetings that we've been taking? What are some pointers that they should be on the lookout for? Oh man, pointers on meetings. Um, the greatest pointer I think I, I could offer up is there is such a thing and I've experienced it, um, just, just a fatigue from being on video calls. Uh, I highly recommend that whatever the, the medium that you're using, whatever the, the format, um, leave it on speaker view. Do not try to pick through the whole gallery and keep your eyes on everybody at the same time because 
10 minutes of doing that, you like, you need to step outside and go get away from your monitor. You know, much like our kids, you got to take their own advice once in a while and just step away. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, don't get fatigued. And when you need to take a break, take 10 minutes, walk away from your desk, you know, just come back refreshed, bring something back to the table. Um, I don't know, the bigger picture, I, I think finding people, people you can align yourself with, I think that's incredibly important. Uh, whatever this new normal looks like, I'm not a, I'm not a doom and a gloom kind of guy, but, you know, uh, find your partners, you know, and, and keep them close at hand, keep them close correspondence. Uh, you know, we need to lift each other up throughout this thing. So uh, there's, it's, it's been rough. It's been rough on a lot of companies. So we really do need to pull together and kind of bolster each other's morale uh, more than anything. Call and talk about personal things. How are your kids? You know, how, how are you guys getting through this? Um, I found that to be, you know, just keep keep that sympathetic ear, uh, whether it's your customer or whether it's your coworker or whether it's a vendor partner. Yeah, that's a great point. We, uh, I had a contest with the sales team. Uh, we just, we had these virtual happy hours, if you will, just to kind of keep the, it not so monotonous for all the video calls that you've been taking because they're accustomed to is is being all traditional outside salespeople. They're accustomed to driving to meetings and and although we are huge proponents and resellers and integrators of video conferencing technology, we we enjoy going meeting with our customers face to face. And so, in these virtual happy hours, the the recent one that I had was a contest on who could come up with the best virtual background. And we voted on it collectively as a team, and and the winner got a fifty dollars Starbucks gift card. So they they all really. Do you, have a, do you have a picture of that, Robert? I man, I do. What we'll do is we'll we'll pop it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll show it we'll show it in and post edit here because I don't even think I've seen that. It's pretty funny, Corey. I'll share it with you later. I mean, there's one of them's got. Uh, it looks like that they're at the Tiger King. <laughs> in the background another one is it looks just as if they're sitting like where a news broadcaster sits at the mavericks arena there's some really some really thoughtful ones that were put out there so just kind of going back to what you said steve i think uh i think what you said is a really really good point i didn't even think about that putting it on speaker view so you can concentrate on the person that's delivering a message or content or information to you that's, that's a pretty great tool, man. I appreciate you saying that. What about you, Fernando? Do you have any pointers for those that are joining a lot of video meetings these days? Um, uh, kind of what Steve touched on, a couple of different things. Um, when I first started working from home and remotely, it, it, it took a while to get used to it. So uh, I, uh, I, I got into a routine, and it's routine and rhythm. So you, you get up just like you're no, normally going to work. You shower, you shave. You get dressed and you have your coffee, you step outside and then you walk into the office and just tr kind of treat it as, a, as if you're really going into a um, into a real uh, real office, which which you technically are uh, on that end. And then uh, the other thing, kind of what Steve said, yeah, look, uh, look at the camera, be involved, pay attention. Uh, also, you know, this is a professional environment. So um, so backgrounds are important uh, if uh, if you're at home in somebody's bedroom and there's laundry all over the place, it's not really the best presentation. You, you got to understand that uh, everybody's watching and uh, it's, it's actually kind of comical 
now that you see, even when you're watching TV, newscast, or everything else, the, the big craze is watching people's backgrounds. How do they live, or where are they? So a pointer is, hey, try to have a uh, try to have a professional background and be professional, just like if you were uh, in the office uh, uh, on that end. It is have a little fun with it, but uh, yeah, we are still in a professional environment, and uh, I, I think that's important. I feel like when Corey and I are on with customers, at least once a week, we've got one of our kids that pop onto screen totally unintentionally. And it seems like every single time we spend the next five to 10 minutes discussing our kids with the customer, which is yeah. great. It brings some relatability to there. Yeah. You know, we I, have, I'm not, like not going to openly admit that that's a ploy. That I, don't, <laughs> that I don't stage that. Cause I certainly wouldn't do something like that. But uh, you know, if, if that were the case, it certainly works to, break down the conversation and uh, open it up a little bit. So, uh, Especially, you know, because my kids are cute, right? Nobody else's kids are cute. Exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, um, I'd like your opinion on you know, the big topic, um, as it is maybe this week, and it could change any day, is returning to work and when customers are going back to work, when they're going to feel comfortable for that. What are you hearing out there in the industry? Yeah, that that answer I think I think could could really vary wildly by state. So uh, if we're talking about Illinois or Wisconsin, I think you have one answer. Um, if you're talking about Texas, I think you have a very different answer. Um, just a couple, for instances. I mean, I think we're teed up for a very busy summer uh, in the southern states. I think Texas, in particular, you guys. Uh, are going gangbusters. I can't say the same thing for Wisconsin and some of the, the, the upper Midwest heartland areas. Um, I, I, I kind of went to a VIXA just to look for, you know, trends and data. And um, some of it is, is very sobering, but some of it is very uh, real. Um, they surveyed respondents and they asked them, you know, hey, can you predict when the bulk of the AV you know, projects are going to recommence? And about 56% of them said anywhere between July and October. So to me, that was, that's extremely encouraging. July is, you know, it's coming up on us fast here. Um, they also surveyed the end users, and I think that's what's going to drive a lot of what we do or don't do. And, um, you know, about 25% of them are thinking that the bulk of the AV projects are going to begin in July. Um, so that was pretty, pretty positive. The rest of the respondents said, you know, 32% of them said between August and September. Um, happy to share that link with you from Avixa as well, but I'm not a doom and a gloom kind of guy. I think the more positive we are uh, with each other and with the end clients, the more this is gonna bounce back. Um, like I said, if you ask me, hey, would I be selling room foggers and, and temperature check kiosks? And what the heck's that? Now it's actually in the warehouse ready to go. We just need to be, you know, we just need to respond and, and support uh, the end client, the integration client, just all the way down the line. I'm really interested to see what. See, I don't think I don't think 2020 financially for the AV industry is going to be a significant issue. I think next year and the following year are going to be. I don't think that they'll be bad. I just think they're going to be different. I think the landscape is going to be a lot different than what we're accustomed to right now. I, I feel like 
a lot of the high-rise buildings, the downtown buildings where companies are renting multiples of floors just to house bodies and, you know, cubicle-esque type farms. I think some of that will uh, go away or lessen or change, and some of those needs for those meeting spaces will change. But I think that's going to transition into um, that same money being spent on better user experience for yeah. their customers, right? Rather than uh, a bunch of semi-empty office space, you know, they're going to have nicer finished spaces with higher end AV. So I don't necessarily see it going badly. I just think it's going to be completely different. I think we'll be engaged in different uh, uh different positions, different products, different integrations. And, you know, with a partner like Almo and the integration work that Taurus is capable of, I, I think I think I think it'll be a very interesting time to be involved in A V, especially as we continue to transi transition into A V over IP, which is what Robert and I preach over and over and over again. What about you, Fernando? You got any thoughts on that and the return back to the possible norm? Uh, yeah, I'm seeing, uh, you know, and I'm sitting here in Texas, uh, like you guys, uh, I'm seeing uh, a lot of um, a lot of positives here. And like Corey says, uh, commerce is still going to happen. It, it just might look a little bit different and we just have to kind of be able to pivot that way. And it might not happen immediately. Uh, it might be uh, six months or a year down the road. But yeah, I am seeing the same thing. Uh, uh, my business is, uh, is, is strong. It's starting to be strong. May really picked up in June and July is really looking strong. So I'm seeing a lot of these projects uh, uh, happening uh, in that direction uh, uh, um, uh, as far as uh, stuff that kind of got put on hold. So yeah, I'm very optimistic on, uh, on where it's going. And, uh, and we just have to be ready on which way we're going to go and how we're going to do it. But, uh, yeah, we're all still going to, you know, not the whole, the whole world's not going to shut down. We're all still got to get creative and, and still do business. And I think we're, uh, we're nimble enough to do it. So yeah, I'm, uh, like everybody else that seems on this call, we're very optimistic and, uh, that's just not pie in the sky. We're seeing some, some signs that, uh, some tangible quantitative signs for that. So, uh, so yeah, I uh, I I think we're uh, we're in definitely good position, and as long as we're um, like we said, nimble, we'll we'll be fine. And uh, we just got to keep uh, servicing um, our customers and listening, just like everything else. Listen and let's uh, let's see what the what the environment calls, what the end user requests, and what uh, what we can do with our integrated partners. Well, you guys have been incredibly diverse over the years, and. You've proven to be agile, so I don't, I don't anticipate, I don't anticipate any any issues for you guys. It's the, it's the companies that, you know, we've been doing it this way for twenty years, so this is how we're gonna do it. And I, you know, Robert and I and our ownership, thankfully, uh, try to bend and flex as the market requires us to and try to anticipate as things are going to change so we're you know as prepared as possible and prepared to answer answer the call of our end users and, and be supportive and, and ready to go uh, another thing that i wanted to 
to bring up and just kind of mention to a lot of our viewers that um, are accustomed to this time of year and Infocom. I think for the first time since I've been in the business, Infocom uh, won't be held in person, obviously. It'll be a virtual event, and that's scheduled for next week. Do you guys have plans to join some vir virtual portions of Infocom? Yeah, actually, we do. Um, we've got a services spot, actually, right after the opening, um, the live uh, kickoff keynote speech, Sam's got a spot. It's called Ask Away. It's a Q&A session uh, that we're going to have. So, yeah, we, we definitely have a presence right at the beginning. So be there for the kickoff and definitely be there for the for Sam's speak at the virtual Infocom. We're excited. Good enough. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good spot to get. Yeah, I'm sure between the four of us, we've probably got upwards of 40 or so Infocoms between us. So and while it's sad that uh, it's not going to be in person, it gives us an opportunity to maybe get out of town and, and hang out with some customers and have a good time and view a lot of great technologies. I'm sure the virtual event is going to be very impactful, too. I think by, probably by our next episode, we'll be able to talk about a lot of new products and new waves we're starting to see come out. Um, listen, guys, I... I really just want to thank you for, for spending a little bit of time with us today, obviously sending us the Yamaha and the Hudley Go for the video and audio portion. Hopefully a lot of viewers get to experience, I mean, uh, just so someone can gain some perspective. I'm, I'm about two feet away from my Hudley Go and about a foot and a half away from my YVC. And uh, we did a little bit of testing before the recording happened. And I think everybody was pretty impressed with the, the quality. So if you're looking out for those products and like Steve mentioned earlier, they're flying off the shelf, but those products are going to be very popular, I think, for really a long time, not just not just around pandemic talk. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If, if you would like any more information on Almo, we're going to post a link at the bottom of the page. Please visit them. You can get a lot of great information on their products and services. Um, and be on the lookout for more podcasts from Corey and I, hopefully some back in the studio, but some maybe over web calls as well, since that is yeah. the new norm. And if you'd like any other information about Taurus or like to hear any particular subject, subject matter, just shoot us an email over at info at touristtechinc.com. Fernando, Steve, thank you guys so much for myself. Hey, for for having us. Thank you, Bob. Y'all have a great day and thanks for viewing. Yes, thank you, gentlemen.